Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, blah, 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 blah. It just goes on and on. Power to the people. Yeah. When are you going to stop being things? Being things? Yeah. Oh, because I have to my long of a list? You got a long list there. Powers of the people. He does a That's lot. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, and we're here today, and we're also with Mr. Cutie Patootie Will Schmidt. Hi, Will. Hello, Cutie Patootie uh-huh. Will Schmidt. Hey. Will's hey. sitting here with some tassels on. Awkward. That's weird. Really <laughs> I thought that was weird. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. blush. It's like the newest and the coolest with all the cool kids in Hollywood. Doing it. Mm-hmm. So if this is your first time hearing us, you need to pull over and immediately like us on Facebook at Kick It In The Nuts. We're going to post topics there every single week on future shows that on we'll Sunday. be doing on Sunday. 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 Uh, you can ask questions there about whatever topic that we're posting, and uh, these guys will try to answer it. Yeah, or we'll just... Make up something uh, that's funny. And as long as it's funny, then it's okay we're wrong. That's right. That's our policy. That's right. All right. For all of our Kick It Naturally listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. Mm -hmm. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link. And that's, that's for all the listeners. Not even the annoying ones get it, too. Awesome. That's nice. So today's topic of choice is arthritis or joint pain. And we had a lot of people that were asking questions about this. There's a lot of people out there hurting. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's not that fun. Yeah. And, uh, of course, as you age, that seems to magnify for people. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And we'll talk about some of them today. But understand that there is no, if you're going to do quote unquote cure, for arthritis or remedy or I'm not going to tell you some supplement to go to take to fix the problem. And the reason is because the underlying causes for arthritis and different different types of arthritis and different types of joint pain is extraordinary. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about how looking at your own physiology can help you understand what your underlying cause will be. And we're also going to give you some steps that you can take for yourself if you do find that your physiology is in a place where these common arthritis issues come up. So I think to uh, to set the stage for what we're going to talk about today, we need to establish a, a specific imbalance that is very common with arthritis. And we've talked about the uh, anabolic and catabolic uh, imbalance on other shows a lot because these particular imbalances can create a lot of issues. Um, but if you've never heard us before, uh, I'll have Will kind of explain this a little bit. And when we talk about looking at numbers and self-tests, uh, we have a free four-week course on kickitinthenuts.com that teaches you with videos and stuff how to look at these simple tests you can run at home that can help you see, oh, do I have an imbalance that seems to be going in the wrong direction and, and what can I do about it? So, Will, break it down. Break it down one time. Yeah, so um, all this stuff is explained in, through the self-test course. So if you don't remember it all, go through that four-week digestive course and you'll be able to figure it out. But just quickly, ways to know if you're in one or, t- one or the other of these imbalances. If you're in an anabolic imbalance, typically you'll have things like a high urine pH, You'll tend more towards constipation. Uh, you might feel more sluggish and lethargic, uh, like harder to wake up in the morning, like your brain isn't really on most of the time. And you'll be more prone towards like panic attacks. And we'll talk about why that happens. Yeah, and you don't need to have all of these things. These are just options that are available. Uh, yeah, if you, have an you can choose imbalance. to select yeah. them. They're available. Right? Yeah. And then if you're in a more catabolic imbalance, you'll tend more towards loose stools or diarrhea. Um, 
you know, your bile will be a little more sticky, so that can make you more gassy. Your urine pH will tend to be lower. And if you get fancy and want to do that urine dipstick test, you'll see the specific gravity, if you're catabolic, will be kind of high, like over 15. And if you're anabolic, it will be kind of low, like under 15. Good. So help people if they've never heard before, what is the difference between an anabolic catabolic yeah. state? Sure. So yeah, that was just ways to like kind of figure out which one you're in. But what's happening at the cellular level when you're in an anabolic imbalance is basically the, the membranes, the walls that make up the actual cells, are not permeable enough. They're not letting enough stuff in, like a sponge covered in wax. Like it's, there's not enough exchange. I don't have any sponges like that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Mine don't, they don't work at all. would not be helpful sponge at all. No. Right? <laughs> so um, it's not letting enough stuff like um, oxygen into the cells from the plasma. And because of that, the cells kind of freak out and they, they're they not able to make energy the way they're used to if they don't get enough oxygen in this anabolic imbalance. So they still have to make energy, but they end up doing it in this kind of dirty way that ends up also creating lactic acid. So that's no fun because that can give you a panic attack and make you sore and achy in different places. Sure. In the catabolic state, there's the cells are too permeable and they're not really good at holding that which should stay in the cells in the cells. There's too much oxidation occurring. So that can kind of make you feel more exhausted and kind of spent all the time. And it goes along with... Uh, with messing up your blood sugar response and makes you more of a slow oxidizer. Sure, and, and both of these states understand that they're both appropriate. The, the body uses both of these, and during the day we're meant to be more catabolic so we can make more energy, and uh, a lot of the uh, tissues kind of get broken down so that they can get built back up at night when we're in a more anabolic state, and that's when our body rebuilds and repairs and all that stuff. So so both states are, are correct, and we need both to happen, but... A lot of times people can get stuck in one state, and that's when an imbalance can happen. Yeah, and this whole distinction came from maybe the greatest scientific health science mind of our civilization. I don't know if Beaker? Said, yeah. Beaker. From the <laughs> yeah, from the He's Muppets. awesome. He is incredible. Yeah. Like, he revolutionized on daytime children's television. Yeah. But uh, it was the guy named Emmanuel Ravici. There's a book written about him called The Doctor Who Cures Cancer. There's a website that's also that same name, thedoctorwhocurescancel.com. And he was the one who really helped us understand all the nuances and that this thing even existed, this anabolic catabolic swing. And with it, um, there's other pieces of your body chemistry that follow this process that your cells do, like your pHs. So one thing that he found is after decades and decades of research, when you get stuck in one of these states, like say you're stuck in the catabolic state, your body doesn't switch over to being anabolic like it should at night, a lot of those people would start to have more pain at night. And so we'd call it these pain patterns, these acid or alkaline pain patterns. And vice versa, the person stuck in the anabolic imbalance would have more issues in the morning when their body didn't or when it failed to switch into the catabolic state. So if you have more pain or less pain at different times of the day, that's something to kind of pay attention to and do your self-test numbers to see where you are at the moment. And right. Help, that's really again. good, too, because my back hurts in the mornings. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. And I'm anabolic, so yeah. I guess just waking up is like... Still in that state. Yeah. Um, so that could be a possibility. And, and so what we're going to talk about is now is how... Um, arthritis can be affected by these different imbalances. And, and, and usually when we're looking at joint-type pain, the most common causes for these issues is, seems to be either where the connective tissues are, are too broken down and a person will end up almost like they're bone-on-bone kind of thing just because that connective tissue is not being rebuilt and rejuvenated like it should. Um, And the other most common issue is when calcium deposits in those joints and then uh, they can be rubbing against the the calcium deposit or it can cause other lockup issues and, and, and stuff like that. So those seem to be the most common underlying causes. So now we'll talk about how these imbalances can create those situations. Maybe start with a, a catabolic imbalance and uh, and maybe let's talk a little bit about rheumatoid arthritis too because that's a, a type of arthritis and most people usually either have rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis. Those seems to be the most common mm. types. Um, so we tend, this doesn't mean that if you have rheumatoid arthritis that you're catabolic, but we tend to see most rheumatoid arthritis cases tend to be an extremely catabolic individual. Yeah. 
to kind of point why that would be, the catabolic state is like one where, think of it as like your car is on, you're oxidizing, you're burning energy, you're like driving down the freeway fast. So with that, you get wear and tear on your joints, and you get to repair your car when you pull over and you take it in the shop for maintenance. Or that repair time, that's nighttime, like anabolic. Ideally, your body should be repairing mm-hmm. itself then. But if you're always in this catabolic, oxidizing, fast lane, freeway kind of action, your body doesn't get the chance to really rebuild all those connective tissues. So you start to have kind of systemic weakness throughout those connective tissues. Right. So then... Uh let's say that there's a specific joint that you use a lot in your job or something like that, you know, then it can just get worn down faster. And, and the body can also, it, it can be selective as to which, you know, tissues it's going to break down more. Um, there can also be issues where if your body doesn't have the proper level of resources that your body can mine itself, where like your body's really digging into connective tissue and bones and to pull out nutrients because it needs them and you're not giving it to them Mm. or maybe your digestion is not functioning in a well enough to pull them out so um you know both of those issues could cause a deterioration situation that could result in what would appear like rheumatoid arthritis type situations Mm. so that's a a possibility and so if you if you ran your tests and you and and you looked oh man i'm i'm real catabolic then that could give you some indications of steps that you might want to take to try and push yourself in a more anabolic state so that your body can start rebuilding more. But what is the difference between rheumatoid and osteo? I mean, is it different pain? Is it different? I mean, what is, why does it have a different name? It's to give it fanciness. Mm, and, okay. you know, so. And to prescribe a different medication. Right. Okay. And, and that can be the case in a lot of cases. But then again, sometimes with arthritis, uh, the medical community seems to just say, well, let's just try all this arthritis medication mm. instead. Um, but osteoarthritis, uh, it comes from like osteoporosis. Right. I knew that. Right. That was great. Wow. Um, so in a lot of situations, that can be where a person is not having enough resources. So the body, you know, when, when the body doesn't get what it needs, it finds ways to get it. And even if it has to, you're basically eating yourself. You're cannibalizing. You're like lunch is basically what you are. So if either you're not bringing in nutrients or... You are what you eat. Yeah, you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Will, do you want to talk about how, you know... Digestive issues can create a lack of nutrients. I know we talk about that on a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, when you when your body isn't able to break down the different proteins that it needs, it can't form its own proteins. Um, I do want to touch for a second, though, on the question you had about rheumatoid and, and osteo. A lot of the times, people have swelling in their joints due to, like, sometimes it's systemic issues, like we've talked about the catabolic, anabolic state, but Almost always there's also a biomechanical or postural component to joint pain. So osteoarthritis Mm. means Mm -hmm. joint, like we're looking at bones and the positions Mm -hmm. of joints and things. So you may have really balanced chemistry but still have a swollen knee or swollen elbow because of how your body's moving and holding itself and the way the joint is being asked to work depending on your posture and your movement patterns. So the pain of arthritis or whatever, is it comes from your joints or your bones or both? It, it's like... All of it's, quite a variety yeah, of things. I mean, yeah, it's with, a lot of options. At, pain comes from the nerves, uh-huh. like the nerves telling your brain, ow, that hurts. Whether it's the, the muscles or the bones or the tendons or the ligaments or whatever it is, it's that area that's that's getting pain, yeah. and and that's sort of different in rheumatoid. Where if it's more systemic, it could be more at like a specific tissue level. But when we look at like specific joints, it usually all the all the tissues involved are under stress. And mm. uh, think of like you're trying to open a door that's supposed to bend on hinges, but you're trying to twist it open. You know, mm. like pushing it from the top. Like the, the hinge joint's not designed to twist, mm-hmm. and a lot of times things like the knee are asked to twist, even though they're mm-hmm. a hinge joint. So all of the connective tissues involved, the, from the bones to the fascia and the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments, all get under stress. So all of that can incur swelling, itis. The itis means swelling. Mm-hmm. And that's just your body trying to stop you from doing that. Like it's like the swelling is trying to restrict the motion in the mm-hmm. joints so that you don't keep doing that. All right. So the next time I heard at the gym, I'm going to say, sit down. yeah, yeah Tony, my body's trying to stop me here. Right. But that swelling can happen 
because of movement patterns, but also because of all the stuff that we've been talking about so far. Yeah, that's what's interesting about arthritis and why there's so much confusion and debate and argument is because, uh, you know, nutritional issues and balances, all these things that we're going to kind of talk about can absolutely cause uh, arthritis or any kind of joint pain. But at the same time, posture issues can also cause more stress to a specific joint than it should. So a person can change their posture and find improvement. A person could uh, change their body's ability to repair or stop the problem that's creating deterioration and they could see improvement. Or they could do a combination, you know. So that's why people's like, well, I changed my posture and I feel better, so that's the answer. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the answer. And same with nutritional issues. I I fixed this in balance, uh, but I still have pain. Um, But you're walking like a hunchback, you know. So uh, there's such a variety of underlying causes, but also things that you can do to improve those that it just gets very confusing. And that's why it's just important to, instead of looking at what's popular, is just look at you and try and figure out what's going on with your body so you can make improvements. Yeah, and those all the self-tests that we do teach you where your ideal ranges should be. So the way I think is useful and most practical to go about trying to address what's the thing that you need to do is figure out what seems way out of whack, whether it's your body chemistry or your posture like or your movement patterns. All those can point to like, hey, that stands out a lot. Let's work on that a bit. So um, one thing you can do if you want to check out if your alignment is off, you can go to my website, mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain dash relief or just type in pain relief in the search box and it'll take you to a page that shows you what ideal posture should look like. So you can, and it talks about all these different points. You can look at your own posture and say, hey, am I close to that? And if you're not, well, there's some exercises and things and resources, pain relief videos you can find there that can help you start working on that end of it. But I also encourage you to work on the body chemistry part of it too. Right, and if you do work on both in, both aspects, it can kind of speed up your relief. Totally. And you may not have fixed the problem, but it's nice to have relief when everything that you've tried has, has done nothing, you know, a lot of the times. Um, so if we get back to osteoarthritis mm. a little bit, um, in the same way that rheumatoid arthritis is very common to see with a, an extremely uh, catabolic person, an extremely anabolic person, it can be pretty common to see them with osteoarthritic issues, arthritic issues. And it can be for a couple of reasons, like we said, either um, the, the person uh, not having resources, so the body's digging into the bones, and we, a lot of times it's looking for phosphorus. But when it pulls out phosphorus or other nutrients, calcium will often follow with that. And a lot of these joint issues have to do with calcium being in the wrong place and then depositing in joints. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing is if the body's not mining itself, uh, an, an extremely anabolic state often has excess calcium floating around in the bloodstream. So when it falls out, it can deposit into joints and then you start to get like the deposits of buildup of calcium in the wrong place um, that can create pains by rubbing against tendons, connective tissue, you know, all all kinds of problems can happen. Mm -hmm. It can also lock up joints so they don't move well. Um, So a, a very common thing that we see that creates this excess calcium floating around is your favorite thing of eating too much sugar and too many carbohydrates. Because, He's looking right at me. Yeah. Well, I'm talking right to well, you. Well, I know. I know that you get very upset every time uh, we find another thing that was caused by sugar. Um, sugar it's gets a sad day. It's a sad Vitamin D, rap. too. Yeah. yeah, so vitamin D is just as guilty as sugar in this situation. Oh, so okay. Stay out of the sun, too, right. Kenneth. Stay inside and don't eat sugar. <laughs> but it's all these things that make uh, calcium excited and jump out into the bloodstream, and then there's too much calcium in the bloodstream. So when it depo- de- you know, falls out of the bloodstream, this is the most common issue that comes from that. It'd be yeah. cool, though, if your body was mining for something and it found gold. Would yeah, be that cool. would be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, and that sort of arthritic cause would normally be something more like when you see people that tend to be older and their hands are really like hard yeah. to kind of move, where that might... There's sometimes postural-related issues to like the agility of your hands, but that's more sort of like the calcification of the joints. Yeah, and, and people get like deformed uh, after can, a while yeah. and stuff. Sure, and, that, and actually both arthritis can create that just because of the deterioration of mm. bones, joints, and all of right. a sudden things can't move as well too. So that's the more. That's why there's more confusion. Is hey, my hand looks like a Spock hand, and I can't move it. 
Um, but so does this guy, and their arthritises, arthritises, their forms of arthritis, <laughs> are completely different. And the causes of them are completely different, but the symptom is so similar mm. that it seems like we're just looking for an answer to that symptom. And once you've gotten to that point, is there any reversing? I mean, you, can, you can't make your hands go back. The, there really is. And, um, oh. But it's because the body is made to do some crazy stuff if you put it into a state that it can. And not that it's going to happen overnight, but we've just seen so many people with severe issues that have gotten better. And I mean, what about, you know, your hip is a perfect example Mm -hmm. of someone who had pain constantly from your hip. Oh, yeah. And And now it's, you know, it's much better, you know, definitely. I rarely get pains in my hips. Right. And that's something that, you know, doctors have a hard time telling you what to do or giving a solution. Um, But when you, you know, got in and dealt with your, specific situations and sugar and lots of lots of sugar and carbs and uh the food that was undigested and you know all those things all of a sudden you know maybe six months later it's gone so one of the biggest things for people who have arthritis is to deal with the inflammation of it right because that's what causes the pain so that's a, it's a big deal and there's so many different causes but um if you start giving the body what it needs and helping it balance out then over months then improvement seems to be gradual. And, oh, wow, I, I remember when that used to hurt when I brushed my teeth like that. Yeah. It, also, just the way you phrase that, too, makes me want to point out what it is, what arthritis is. It's like when you said, well, people that have arthritis, if they deal with the swelling, that's the important thing. Like arthritis, itis means swelling. swelling. So, so, yeah, people that deal thing. with swelling, if they deal with swelling, that's what they're treating <laughs> their swelling <laughs> with. So, so, like, when you go into the doctor, like, I had patella tendonitis that was supposedly uh, permanently disabling my knee to some degree. And I got all the state comp and money. His knees so are beautiful now, really function. Mm. Yeah, I like my knees a lot. <laughs> so... That was patella tendon. That means the front of my knee swelling in the tendon. That's what that part means. Whenever a doctor gives you a diagnosis, like, look and see what are those words saying? Because usually mm-hmm. it's what you came in the office saying to them. Mm-hmm, but it's a big Latin and, fancy yeah, word or something. Right. So right. don't just think, oh, well, it hurts because I have, I have arthritis. Like, no, you're just a swelling joint because you, why do you have a swelling joint? You know, and if you will push that train to figure out the causes of that it's going to take you further than a prescription med right but again we're, we're just talking about the most common causes the underlying causes that can cause any type of tissue to swell or have issues is is extraordinary here yeah um so we know we're not going to cover all those but we'll get into some questions and um we'll talk more about this stuff i'm going to start saying i have carbitis that's good that's swelling good. from carbs Seely from Manila, Philippines. I'm 36 and have some lingering joint pain in my right knee due to injury. My mom, who's 60, keeps trying to get me to take her joint supplements. Is it okay? No. Don't take your mom's things. Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, no. I, oh. I think joint supplements are a huge topic, and this is a big issue um, because here's, here's what we found. Um, is that the most common things used in joint supplements are MSM and glucosamine chondroitin. Um, So what we know is that MSM is a very strong pro-catabolic mineral. Uh, It's like a sulfur. Um, So if someone's uh, arthritic issue is from being overly anabolic and all the issues that come with that, MSM can change their life. It can be like this be miracle situation, no, right? Yeah, we used it. MSM with you when you were overly anabolic, and and that helped us speed up the process of improving your hip issues. But uh, glucosamine chondroitin is very pro-anabolic, so that makes sense to why it would help somebody with arthritic issues if those arthritic issues were from an overly catabolic situation. So. They do all these studies where, oh, this supplement helped this amount of people with arthritis and helped this amount of people. So like, oh, they're both great. Let's just put them together and and that's going to be a magical (laughs) joint supplement. So now you're pushing a person more anabolic at the same time you're pushing them more catabolic. So it's like driving with your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. And so you can see that there's a, a lot of people will use either some kind of combination of both these things, which is completely worthless and giving them almost no value, or uh, 
the MSM helped their Aunt Marge. Can yeah. I say Marge? Yeah, yeah. Aunt Marge. Nobody's offended. No. Nobody has an Aunt Marge. Okay, so if it helped their Aunt Marge, then they're like, oh, well, I'll use that. But this person is overly catabolic. They're going to make themselves so much worse, and they're going to want to punch Marge in the face. We're all mm-hmm. snowflakes. You got really passionate over that question. I did. I've never did. seen Come you on. that passionate. Well, Aunt Marge. Yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> Aunt Marge really makes me mad. But uh, but that's that's a big problem with arthritis is that people are trying to uh, self-medicate through symptoms, and and that's when you can cause a lot of problems. When you should self-medicate through alcohol, right? Okay. Um, but but <laughs> but if you know where your chemistry is, now you have somewhere to start from. If you do see, oh, I'm super catabolic, then you could take some supplements that would help improve that. I really want my sister to look at her chemistry because she has rheumatoid arthritis, and I yeah. think that you know some supplements can help her. She's on. I forget what it's called, but some, you know, prescription that I'm sure is messing up our liver. So. Right. So it's good to look at, see what's up to know, oh, where do I start? Yeah. And a little more for Sealy, do we say it was Sealy? uh-huh. If you had a specific injury to a joint that still hurts in that same spot where you hurt it, it's really important that you correct the body alignment to that mm-hmm. place because... For sure, you created a limp pattern from that if you didn't do any work to try to fix that. And like, even if you have really great chemistry, if your alignment is still off, it's just not going to get better. You've got you've to work on fixing that. So check out the pain relief videos and stuff right. on my site. Because in the same way that nutritional issues can cause uh, all these problems, so can misuse yeah. of something that's fine. Yeah. Cool. Madeline from Toluca, California. Any link between processed sugar and arthritis? Mine seems to get worse when I've been eating a lot of sugar. Shut up, Madeline. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let Ken I answer that <laughs> yeah, question. No, there is nothing that is linked between the two. <laughs> now go have a donut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've talked about that a lot, so we won't go into that a lot. But uh, that, that's a big deal, and, and calcium needs to be in the right place. And, of course, we know a lot of sugar will jack that up. Yeah. Melanie, what about tendonitis in the knees? What about it? Yeah, same like, same sort of swelling issues can occur for all the different biochemistry reasons we just talked about, as well as postural issues. Like, And really, if it is a very specific place in your body, like it just hurts in that one spot and everything else feels kind of like, supple and okay, you got to look at your biomechanics. Um, you know, it's it's most likely like that's the primary cause of why your tendon and your knee would be swollen. And do like these things, like they always say, your muscles have memories. Do, 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 do the injuries have a memory? And, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can get an injury because of like poor biomechanics. Like maybe you walked sort of funny because you carried your backpack on one mm-hmm. shoulder or something like that, and it caused the pain. And then you know initially, or you could have like me gotten tackled in football and hurt your knee in a specific moment, and then that created a new movement pattern that then perpetuated the pain in the area. Did you at least win that game? No, it's practice. Oh. It's not even a freaking well, one of the things that I found out with my back was I was always sitting with my leg up underneath me watching TV, mm. and so that was like messing big time with my alignment, and I was like, wow, okay, when he told me that, now I'm conscious every time I'm sitting, don't yeah. be sitting on my leg. Yeah, and just to take a moment, I learned this really fabulous method of of posture correction from a company from a guy named Pete Egoscu and he has this really great method called the Egoscu method you can find it at egoscu.com e-g-o-s-c-u-e.com and he has a book called pain relief if you're if you're thinking you want to look more deeply into the posture stuff that's a great I'm not going to talk much more about it for the sorry keep going back to it and I want to focus but on But he's really good. So if you get a chance, you know, check yeah. out his body of knowledge. Yeah. And uh and pain uh, pain free by Peter Goski is a great book where you can really figure out how your body's supposed to work with the biomechanics. Cool. All right, Will from Halifax, West Yorkshire. RSI has destroyed my wrists. Ganglions have developed. I think that's how you say it. Ganglions, ganglions. That's how. That's how yeah, I want to say. Are ganglions. And, and RSI is a like repetitive, repetitive strain injury, and that can be yeah. a lot of kind of what we've been mm. uh, talking, talking about. about a lot. And it seems to be it seems to affect more of the you know tendons and soft body tissue stuff. So um, you know, again, a lot of times. If it is connective tissue issues, I really want to see is that person overly catabolic because that, uh, that if someone's stuck in a state where the body's always breaking down and not rebuilding, 
those connective tissues is often one of the first things the body will break down too much. All right. Vincent from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Growing old is not for sissies. No, growing old sucks. Amen, Vincent. Way to go. Yeah. Thanks for weighing in, Vincent. Mm-hmm. Have you have you guys ever heard Louis C.K.'s bit where he's like, he got a sprained ankle and he went into the doctor and he's like, once you're past 40, like they just don't try to fix you anymore. He's like, oh, you just got... Your ankle's just worn out. Yeah. It's got a yeah. shitty ankle now. <laughs> but it's not true. Like, so true. like, I used to have really bad joint pain when I was 23, and now I'm 33, and nothing hurts at all. So don't just think that you, just because you're getting older that this joint pain's, like, in depth or, you know, unavoidable. You're done, yeah. yeah. Think about, like, say you have a hip that hurts. You're, say you're, like, 65, and you have a hip that hurts. And I said, well, it's just because I'm old. Well, it's like... Aren't both of your hips the same age? Right. You know, think about think about that. There's maybe more than just being 65 that yeah. gets into that. But why do a lot of old people fall down and break their hip? Well, they What's do. that about? Yeah. As you age, you, we tend to move more into that catabolic state where, uh, and especially if, if someone has osteoporosis type issues where the body's been mining itself for decades, um, it becomes very fragile and when they fall mm-hmm. down, hey, that, that just broke. That's, so you know, that's a big deal. So as I get older, I'll be able to eat yeah. butter. Right. You want to get some butter going. Right, it's also, yeah. if you think about like the imbalance perpetuated over time gets further into that mm-hmm. imbalance. So if you're not practicing like keeping things well ordered and balanced, then even just a little bit off, you add more and more time, you get further and further That was off. my question earlier too that I forgot was like, is it accumulation? Is that why it seems to happen to older people because it's an accumulation of yeah. a lifestyle? Right. Or Yeah, and I would think the same is true. I mean, due to some degree of just age degeneration that does happen. happen. But if you're practicing these things of keeping your body chemistry in balance, your alignment good, you're going to stay much more fortified and stable than than otherwise. And we'll do an osteoporosis uh, podcast soon and get into that a little more. Maybe depth. we can get Sally Field to come. I on. think she'll she'll be here cool. for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff from Boyer Town, Pennsylvania. I have arthritis in my left knee. Is it possible to get in the? Is it possible to get it in the elbows also? I would say yes. But that's just is me. it? Why do you? Why do you want it in the elbows? Yeah, right? I mean, is it, why are you targeting it a specific yeah. area? <laughs> that seems weird to me. I, I want it everywhere. Um, no, but yeah, if you understand that, uh, you know the different causes that can happen. Then it's just when you have arthritis in a specific area, that just happens to be the area. Um, where whatever went wrong happened to go wrong. But it can certainly go wrong in other places too. So the idea is to to make it go right. Yeah. Amber from Claire, <laughs> Michigan. I said it right this time instead nice. of Michigan, everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> After lifting, my elbow area hurts. The inner arm and my ankles hurt when I run. So please tell me how to fix this. Or can Will just come be a masseuse? Uh, yes, you know what, Amber? I already got you covered. Just like two days ago, I posted one on tennis elbow and uh, a video, a pain relief video on, on uh, that. So check out my Facebook there um, under My Body of Knowledge on Facebook. There's a alignment video on correcting tennis elbow, which is actually the lateral epicondylitis, the outside of the elbow. But... The, the inner arm is also intimately connected to the same exercise we would use to fix it. So I don't have to come massage you. Sorry, Amber, but Aww. maybe we can do it on a separate occasion. But if you had asked a week earlier, yeah. then he would have had to come <laughs> and show up. It's okay, Amber, because I'm getting the massage right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Lisa from Richmond, Virginia. I recently was diagnosed with, okay, here's this word that we cannot figure out, um, pesanserine bursitis. Some type of bursitis. Yeah, some type of bursitis. In both knees and a possible torn meniscus in the left. How will I know when it's okay to resume normal activity? How about the couch to 5K training that started it in the first place? Hmm. There's your first problem. Don't ever train for a 5K or just train. Yeah. Oh, at all, yeah. Yeah, for anything. Well, look at uh and you know to the person that this happens to, they view well I exercising caused this problem, so uh-huh. I should not exercise. <laughs> um but you want to look at it as that your body was already set up in a situation where it's not going to handle that type of movement. Mm-hmm. Um and other issues are going to make that uh because you've been having movement for a long time, your whole life, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, so there's some type of underlying cause that would have created that issue, not just the exercise. Yeah, right. It's kind of like um, when you're not really going to feel like the lack of your functionality until you try to perform that function. Right. It's kind of like with 
when people can't digest protein, they just go vegan or something like right, that. Right. So they avoid their digestive problem. When people's bodies alignments are out of position, usually women have issues of hyperextension in their knees. They're fine if they just sit on a couch, but if you ask them to go do something hard, like run or like Amber with her ankles trying to run there, like you've got to have good mechanics or else you're just going to be really jacking up the joints with each impact. Running can be awesome for you, even on concrete. Like it's one of like running and weightlifting can reinforce the strength of the bones and make you have like a lot of resistance to osteoporosis over time. But if your alignment's off, it's going to wear down certain connected tissues like the meniscus and the tendons way faster, and you're not going to be able to, to sustain it. So you've got to look at your body alignment. There's a, a video I made for yoga for runners and also you, another video, uh, yoga for knee pain. So you can check out those to help out with that. But I would try to do that and then see if you can get back to running after you correct your alignment. If you do have a torn meniscus, though, it can be a, a pretty great surgery to like have it like fixed. Like if mm-hmm. it's stuck and flapped over and torn, like it's not really going to fix itself. So they can sometimes cut out just a piece of it, and that sort of pain goes away. But you still need to correct the alignment, or else you're going to keep causing keep damage to the joint. So it's a perfect example of how how could anyone ever know what really caused Lisa's issue? Because if um, you know connective tissue was already overly fragile or broken down or calcium deposits were already in the wrong place, um, then even if her body mechanics were correct, it still could have caused an issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, maybe all those tissues and everything were okay, but the body mechanics were off, and that created another issue. So the variety is just really, really great. Ravine Thran, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. What, what, what were their names? <laughs> I'm Ravine? just guessing. Ravine Thran. I, like I feel that. like I'm yeah. like reading like, like in a beauty pageant like a, or something because all these different well, countries. Sound, well, I mean, to us, that's probably like the most common uh, name. Wherever like it's John. Like, but yeah, Ravine Thran. It sounds like they made something up and <laughs> it worked. Like right. it was sounded cool. Yeah. <laughs> Arthritis is the inflammation of the joint due to our immune system. Our immune, our immune system gets confused and starts to attack certain parts of our joints. Mm. Is this true? False? I hate no? that story. I hate it too. I love your very, name. It's very common. Love your name. Hate that story. Yeah. And I, it's a very common belief and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a viewpoint of yeah. what's going on. It's kind of, in, in my opinion, it's a very wrong viewpoint. Yeah. I... The whole story of all autoimmune diseases just makes me mad. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> the body, I I just refuse. Maybe it's a religious thing. I don't know. I refuse <laughs> to believe the body is that stupid uh-huh. to start attacking its own tissues for no reason. Right. There's a really good book called Stealth Pathogens, which talks about like why the immune system might be going after its own cells if it detects something off. And I think that's a much better explanation. At least I like to believe that a lot better because I think the body's smarter than that. But I, I would much rather someone think, oh, it's, you know, there's a particular cause that I can work on in my nutrition or my joint mechanics to fix this rather than thinking my body's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? That's hard to fix. Right. That's hard but to at fix. the same time, I mean, people are born with like deformities or fun- things that don't function on their bodies. Everybody's different. So maybe somebody was born with a bad immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I believe you like a lot of like. Um, there probably is a guy. Yeah. There's probably a guy. His name's <laughs> Earl. Um, and he has a, he has a bad. a lot of inbreeding. No. But, you know, yeah. We, we've talked talked a lot about uh, immunity on our Common Cold show, and we talked um, even I on our... immunity with the courts right now, but yeah, that's a different, that's a different thing. <laughs> okay. Um, but in the uh, food sensitivities uh, podcast that we did, and if you want to hear any of our old ones, if, if you're listening to us on the Terry James Alive Network, you can hear our previous shows on either iTunes or Stitcher. Just go to either of those and search for Kick It Naturally. But we have a, a, a food sensitivities uh, podcast, and we kind of explain that a lot of those people are not having autoimmune responses uh, to uh, foods or whatever. They're having uh, appropriate immune responses because yeah. this food is getting into the bloodstream undigested and mm-hmm. causing issues. And um, and that's kind of how we view, especially like osteoporosis. Uh, and we're not saying that this is correct or that this is the a- absolute truth. It's just a different view than what is held in the medical community. And a lot of the medical community views osteoporosis as 
the body is confused and decided to just attack bones. Right. Um, and we just don't hold that opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get particularly pissed off about it because that's what a doctor told me about my eczema, that it was my immune system overreacting to some weird toxin that it was maybe exposed to for a minute, and I just needed to take a steroid cream to turn off my, I mean, my blood cells because right. they were doing something dumb. Mm-hmm. And why do you let them do dumb stuff? Right. Can't you, can't you straighten that out? Right. So, uh, you know, Ravinthron. Ravinthron. Ravinthron's probably so, not listening anymore. Right, he's not. Yeah. But the thing is, is he, he's correct if you're going to use the mainstream information. This is the viewpoint that is, hold, is held, is that uh, a lot of times the body's just attacking itself. But we see that when there are issues that seem like the body is attacking itself that there's something else going on. It's not that it's attacking itself. It's usually a case of, look, I'm not, I'm not getting the nutrients I need, so I'm going to pull them out of myself because I have to continue to function. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, Ravindran. Might want to question your whole... Existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no. And, and he, he shares the same viewpoint that most people share, and that's okay. They're here to hear uh, uh, something different. Something the right uh, view. No, no, that's not what I'm saying, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. Uh, David from Bradford, UK. I'm 25 and a hemophiliac. I have osteoarthritis to my ankle caused by hemophiliac atrophy. I had an arthroscopy five weeks ago, but it didn't work. My ankle will need fusing at some point. I hate arthritis. Mm. He's right to hate arthritis. He did get that (coughs) correct. Because that sounds like a a nightmare situation that he's dealing with. And and at 25. So Mm -hmm. he really proves that thing of it's not an age thing. It's a a body thing. Yeah, I mean, it's wh- your immune system attacking your body. <laughs> you just need your immune take- system hates your ankle. <laughs> you need more steroid creams. No, um, not to make light of this, but I would look at like, uh, you know, whatever they're saying is behind this hemophiliac condition could be a lot of different problems going on. Mm-hmm. And one I just had with a conversation with a, a client the other day about her being anemic. You know, when we look at like why and why wouldn't the body be able to make enough blood and make the cells that it needs to make? And she was told, like, oh, just take more iron because her iron levels were low. Well, iron is a key component of hemoglobin, which is one of the blood proteins. But then there's the rest of hemoglobin, too. And you might have plenty of iron in your in your diet. But if you don't have the ability to really make enough of your own protein, you're not going to be able to make a ton of your own blood. So when we look at this condition, I'd be like, what, if anything, we can do to help you, Bradford, is look at... How is your digestion working? Are you able to break down your foods well and get the nutrients you need to make your own blood and, and restore your own tissues? And that's where I would start from like the holistic view of like how can you get more blood cells going? How can you improve? Right. And, and another thing is that just because you have one issue um, with the hemophiliac issue does not mean that that is the cause to the other issue because that's not always the case. Um, you know, your ankle issue could be caused just from being overly catabolic, and it could be for a totally different reason. Who knows? Mm. Um, But there may be another reason that either the body's having a hard time rebuilding tissue or it's breaking down too much tissue. So uh, just look at your chemistry and see if something jumps out at you at, whoa, that kind of makes sense Mm. for what's going on with me. And, you know, it may not be. It might be some weird genetic thing that's happened to you, but I think it's a much more useful... Uh, an empowering stance to see like, what can I do to improve the situation. Right. Let me fix my digestion, let me balance my chemistry as best I can and see where you can get with it. Right, instead of just looking at, at the symptom I'm dealing with and feeling hopeless about it. Mm-hmm. Stephanie from Crystal City, Missouri. Why does it hurt so damn bad when it rains? Why do we even get it? Mm. Well, we get rain because the ah. moisture needs... No, that's not, I'm, not, I'm not accurate. <laughs> Um, well, maybe, you know, when we talked about the anabolic state, um, rain changes the pressure in the air. Do you want to talk about that, Will? Yeah, you leave me the fancy <laughs> physics stuff. But I, I know, like, the atmospheric pressure does, like, can create more pressure on the individual. But you also, there's all sorts of different factors that can push you to be more anabolic or catabolic, like the temperature. Like, if it's too hot or too cold, it can push you one way or the other. Right after you eat, your blood pH shifts also. There's all sorts of things that Ravici talks about in his super fancy, really confusing that textbook. Ravici knows a lot. But mm-hmm. there's lots of influences that drive you to be more catabolic or more anabolic. So you can look at the weather, the temperature, when you just ate, the amount of sleep you had, where your pHs are at, and look at 
where can you make shifts in your body chemistry to keep yourself as close to those uh, points of balance that you want to be? And then notice how those environmental influences affect your chemistry. Like, oh, did it push your urine pH up more? Are you more anabolic at the moment? If so, take steps like maybe MSM or ascorbic acid. Right, right. Push yourself back into balance. Yeah, because just because the change in pressure can push a person more anabolic um, doesn't mean you have to have pain all the time when it rains, if you can move your chemistry to a less anabolic starting point. Yeah, it's a lot like someone who's like electrolyte deficient in the heat. Like, oh, you've got to take a little more steps to keep your electrolyte levels up, mm-hmm. like more salts, more frequent meals, whatever it is. Uh, so you're not the only one that has to deal with environmental factors to keep your body chemistry in balance. There's, there's lots of different issues that can come from changing tides and such. So Stephanie moved to the desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sue! I've had it 30 years, can't walk, and my fingers are deformed, nodules in my elbows, toes deformed, nodules in my lungs. I can tell two days before it rains, I get a bad flare-up, in bed for days, I wish there was a cure. The only time it didn't bother me was when I was pregnant. Then four months after it came back, stay pregnant, is what I gotta say. Good advice. <laughs> stay it's good. pregnant. It's solid. It's solid advice. Also, like, draws me back to one of Ravici, this is what led Ravici initially to... Um, the whole pathway of discovering the anabolic catabolic imbalance was seeing how someone's cancer went into remission when she got pregnant, like how her chemistry had shifted. And he thought it at first had to do mostly with how the pHs shifted in that experience of her, of her physiology. And so he started playing with pHs for a long time and then realized it was at this deeper level of the, the cell membrane where we talk about the catabolic cell being too permeable, the anabolic cell and not permeable enough. But whatever that was in your chemistry that happened when you were pregnant helped push you in the right direction. Right. So that so, should give you a lot of hope. Yeah, it's exciting to right. see that, okay, I know that my symptom changed when I was in a state where body chemistry commonly changes drastically. Mm-hmm. So if you just see where you are and have the ability to move it, yeah. and you can do that without being pregnant. And this is really empowering to people with joint pain, like back pain or knee pain or whatever it is, when they get an x-ray or an MRI done and the doctor says like, oh, I have these like herniated discs or I have this like, you know, swelling in this in this tendon or whatever, that they're walking in and saying like, oh, my body's broken. I have this damaged anatomy. And then if you can point out to them, is there any time in the day when it doesn't hurt? You know, like, oh, well, when I'm walking, my back doesn't hurt or, you know, what? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden like, oh, well, does your back not have herniated discs when you're walking right, right. So, no it's just something changed the position of the spine or like where the joints are or your chemistry at the moment and that's awesome because then it leads you to that discovery of like you're not broken there's just something that needs to shift around whether it's your chemistry or your that's alignment good. yeah that's good you will keep you around yeah try Exactly. Kelly, my husband, is a meat cutter, and he is to the place he can't make a fist or totally straighten his fingers. What vitamins or supplements can help with the pain, and is this condition reversible with the right supplementation? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've, you see so many people find relief when they start working with their body instead of against it. So again, don't, don't look for the right supplementation for the issue. Look at what would be right for your husband and um, look at what... Uh, imbalances he may be dealing with and if you can straighten those out Mm -hmm. if improvement comes with it then you know you did some good stuff yeah and do especially look at your joint mechanics on this one as well a lot of people with workplace injuries whether it's carpal tunnel syndrome or like a butcher that's always like bent over constant over with their shoulders that changes the whole weird kinetic chain and how the muscles and joints move and work together and I've seen miracles happen when you fix that person's posture of how all of a sudden they have like freedom of movement of their joints again including their hands your private jets here will yeah Mm -hmm. So, don't worry, Kelly. He'll be back to beating his meat before you know it. Uh, Marsha from Denver, Colorado. If you stop drinking alcohol, coffee, and eating sugar and a few foods, your arthritis will disappear. I know, I know. Just saying. Is this true, guys? You know, here's what I say to, uh, about what Marsha says. Um, you know, there's so many underlying causes. That it's, it's Everything's so different. You just never know, but... Um, 
so many of the issues are magnified by sugar and carbs that you can almost just say yes and Marcia would be right. <laughs> like it's not going to be and every throw in case. your favorite coffee too and alcohol. Look, there's all your favorites right, right there. Right, it is. Tony. See, so it's just those things have the ability to cause issues. And if you really just wanted immediate improvement, that would that would be the first step that people could take so easily, and a lot of them would see improvement without putting effort towards straightening out other issues. Mm. But I don't know why you're looking at me so wide-eyed right now. <laughs> Can, you want to hear a story you'll love me for? What? So before Alcohol I knew, does wonders Yes. Before, did I tell you about that already? No. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. So before I knew about this whole body chemistry and balance stuff, I was just on a lot of like fitness supplements, like stimulants. I never took anabolic steroids or anything, but a lot of garbage stuff from GNC. And my nervous system was super tweaked, like really stuck in fight or flight. So my blood flow was very shunted and I had all this intense pain in my extremities. And when I went to Thailand, I just drank a bunch of Sambuca, didn't work out, didn't take any of the supplements, and I felt amazing. Like, I had no pain in my, I know, right? It was all, but I had no pain in my hands or feet or my legs, and they were- too drunk to feel it. Well, because alcohol is a vasodilator, like, opened up my vascular system, so all of a sudden I had blood flow in my extremities again. Are you listening to this? No, I I get it. We've talked about this on another show before. For me, like, alcohol was awesome, and it, it really fixed my chemistry. So there you go, Kevin. Okay, so why am I on a ninety day no drink? <laughs> Which I'm I'm on three weeks right now. Actually I'm five days away from one month. Uh-huh. And I'm not an alcoholic people. I just like sugar. Uh-huh. Affection. Affection. So recap. Getting drunk. Yeah, so people. recap. Okay. Go. <laughs> so um look at your body chemistry, make sure your digestion's working well. Get all those places in in a balanced condition with special uh exp- with special attention to the catabolic anabolic imbalance in this issue and then also look at your alignment and make sure that your body mechanics are correct you can go to mybodyofknowledge.net and type in the little search box pain relief or pain relief videos and there's a lot of stuff that'll teach you how your alignment should be and exercise you can use to fix it um tony and and when and when we're showing you how to look at uh, your own body chemistry with the simple test don't skip the blood sugar one uh, try and get a glucometer from a friend that's diabetic, or maybe you can borrow it you know, just for a night or something. But check your fasting blood sugar, because if it's super high, all that sugar is pulling calcium out of the tissues, and that's going to exacerbate uh, a lot of issues when it comes to joint pain. Mm. So don't don't skip that part. It's real important. Mm-hmm, because it has to do with sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar. All right, everybody. So that was fun. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. Until next week. We'll be talking about Velcro. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think we're going to cover uh, Velcro. I bet it has something to do with digestion. Probably. Because I know the place where the sun is.